I'm Abby. And I'm Allie. And it's About about Time time for True Crime. Crime. Howdy. How the hell are ya? How in the frick frack are you guys? How in the vocal fry are ya? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I don't know. My vocal fry has been getting worse, but I really like it. Is it bad that I don't know what you're talking about? Uh, Vocal fry is like that uh, sound. Uh, Oh, you mean like what my voice just is? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we both never shut up. So that makes sense. (laughs) You guys, you have to be able to talk a lot if you have a podcast. Do you know that? Did you guys not know that? awkward weird it's true i don't know if you've ever spoken to a room full of nobody but that's what we do (laughs) constantly all the time oh every time and i know what you're thinking you guys are talking to each other you're having a no we're not we're in an empty room we have the same brain we are yes we get to the same idea different ways but like it's the same it's the same one you know so we're not we're not talking to other people we We know we are sharing those same like three brain cells it's true and there are times i know it when you're like what the hell just happened and it's because Allie and i made eye contact and we were like uh yes i know exactly what you're saying and then we jumped ahead three steps because we knew where they were going exactly so we're trying to be better about it for you but god we are in an empty room and maybe if you just like emailed us we would like i don't know maybe we could be like a little bit better about it but you kind of have to do that first yeah and I'll be real. I'm I'm bummed there aren't more podcasts up on our Instagram yet. I wish there were more. There should be more podcasts. There is never enough podcasts and, and pet, pod pod pets. Pet casts? No, pod pets. Pod pets. Pod, pod pets. pets. That kind of reminds me of Neopets. Ew, what was a Neopet? Why do I remember that? Because it was like a weird Pokemon adjacent online game that was half Webkins, half like pokemon i guess that's so weird it is and everybody played it for like two months and then stopped <laughs> oh do you remember webkins yes i remember webkins. i had one. Oh, Just what kind one. did you have couldn't tell you i had a lion and then i named it ringo like ringo star from the fucking beatles i love that my mom would love that <laughs> <laughs> and then i saw ringo star um at woodstock's 50th anniversary yes oh my god that's so cool it was so fun i've actually now seen two of the beatles members because i saw paul mccartney too you did yeah did you get to like meet them no but that's okay actually uh where i grew up in the chicagoland area there is a radio show called breakfast with the beatles like every sunday and one of the radio hosts at the station is obsessed with them obviously i Mm. think you have to be to do that weekly and so she's met them and she was like they were just Ringo's so kind like they're so nice like my mom would be all over that it's so cute so yes that was my my lion webkins Ringo star I don't remember what I had but I remember like there would be girls in what was it like middle school elementary school I think elementary school for us um that had like literally 20 and those things were like kind of expensive no they were and it was like a, I don't know, rite of passage to have like 15. I'm like, you don't need that. No. <laughs> like, what? what is that? You're going to play the same cash cow game no matter what the little icon is in the corner. You're fine. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I just had my like little one. I was very happy. And you were like, this is economic bitches. Yes. I'm seven, but fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
we're going to hop right back into this investigation. <sighs> I was afraid you were going to say that. It's so heavy. I know it is. But this part, at least there's like juicy tea and like drama. So you can cl- like clutch your little pearls at things. Oh, okay. I'm excited for that. Give me all that, that good goss. Okay. That hot tea is on and it's ready to be poured. Another dad. Jo- oh, God. It's piping hot. We're like five minutes into this fucking thing. We are not even. No. We're at four minutes and almost four and a half minutes. Oh, no. My gosh. So, I don't know if you remember last time we went over the investigative protocols and um, I guess sort of general idealistic way that a police investigation should go. Then we went over all of the things that made me want to pull my hair out about the way this the John Bonet scene was investigated. And now we're going to go into all of the ways that immediately after that day, I want to pull my hair out. So you're going to have like no hair left at it's the end of this. It's so true. I'm going to look like Angelica's doll from Rugrats. Did it also have like the red hair? No, it's okay, blonde. Well, can we dye it red? And yes. And we can go with that? Okay, cool. Yeah, I love it. Okay, perfect. Um, I will be that disheveled by the end of this. This is a tough one. This one... Every time I look at it, I get upset. Yeah. Every time I look at her, I get upset. Well, I said it before, that sadness in her eyes just like pierces you. And I think we look at it with the context of what we know that she's been through. I don't think anyone at the time was like, that's a sad little girl. Or maybe they were. I don't know. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like knowing what happened and putting it together and piecing it together I don't know. It's just so, it's so awful. Well, it's sad. And the other portion of it too is it makes it harder to not have closure because everything could be something. And so people want to read into every piece of evidence. And obviously you guys are with me here. We're going on hour three and we're not even to a piece of evidence yet. I am guilty of it as all hell. I want anything to be the thing that was overlooked, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think that optimism and that hope keeps people going over it and keeps adding fresh eyes to the pot. And I think that's important. But also, it's just, it truly just adds another element of sadness because there's no peace at the end of it. It's terrible. With the update that I gave you guys in the last episode, I know that they had denied John Ramsey's request to get the DNA tested again with the new technology that we have, regardless of the fact that he offered to pay for it. And, you know, I'm just hoping there's other steps that can be taken, even though that one was shot down. And I cannot imagine feeling like this every time you might have a chance and then having it fall through or be let down or be denied for the last 26 years. I mean, just the fact that she'd be in her 30s right now. She'd be 32. Just, like, is mind-boggling. It's so sad. It really it hurts my little heart. So, without further ado, let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Onward. Let's do the damn thing. So, we talked about police investigation. We talked about how that got fucked up. We talked at the very, very end about the two initial schools of thought here with the evidence and the investigation. And that was that the Ramseys did it and the evidence couldn't be linked to them because it was their home. And that the other one is that there was an intruder, but the Boulder PD contaminated or missed whatever evidence was left connecting this crime to an intruder. Right. So it's either it was the family or it wasn't. 
<laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> and if it's the family, they're damned because there's no way to prove that anything was weird or off because their DNA is going to be all over their family and home. Exactly. And if it's an intruder, there's no way of knowing how, A, if the intruder was one of the so many people that were in the house the day of the investigation, Mm -hmm. or if the intruder was someone entirely different and between all of the ruckus and the shuffling and the skedaddling, any evidence is gone. We just don't know. I mean, just the fact that John brought her up well and something to keep in mind too for the people that really subscribe to this theory that the parents had something to do with it he touched all of the major points right so he touched the knot around her wrist Mm -hmm. he touched the duct tape he touched the you know anything that was there and like we talked about last episode that could be a true depiction of grief and just mourning the loss of your six-year-old it could also be a very tactful cover-up. And there's so many ways that you can look at that, too, because he would have left evidence on everything on that crime scene. And I don't even right. know if where she is is, like, where she died. I'm, I know that you'll, like, get into that at some point, but as of right now, I don't know. Right. So even if it is or wasn't, at the same time, he's still there. His friend is there, apparently. He's moving the blanket off from her. I mean, there could have been a very deliberate way that she was left to be found if it right. was an intruder. And that's gone to shit. He carries her up the stairs, like just all of any any chance of even at least photographing that first is gone. No, it's absolutely bullshit. And sucks more because once again, the Boulder PD were at the fucking door. The only reason they didn't enter the room she was in is because it was stuck. Like, kick it? Do some fucking follow-up. I'm sorry. Ask for the key. Ask if it normally gets stuck. Break it down. Go outside and look inside from outside. You should have already walked the perimeter of the house a few times to see what you could see in from the outside. See if a window's open. See if you if there's a bulkhead. See if you could... Like, run. So it's it's just frustrating. And I get I really do understand that at the time that the police showed up, they really didn't know it was a murder. They thought it was a kidnapping. But that does not excuse the fact that you need to know what's happening in the entire crime scene, which at the time and per literal guidelines of investigations, you should assume everything is until it's proven to not be. And you also need to search the whole home, because what if. Let's just say it was an intruder. Say it was the killer. Say the killer was still in the house. Yeah. What if he was just holding the door shut? We know he wasn't, but he could have been. So, you know, for your own safety, for the safety of the people that are still alive in the home, you would need to secure it. I would hope so. But apparently that's not how this went. So Hmm. in all of these interviews that I watched and in a few documentaries, I came across a couple of key players. One is Ron Walker, a former FBI supervisor who was involved with the case at the time. Another one is Pete Meng, who was the Boulder PD director of forensic sciences at the time. So Pete Meng, the forensic science director, said initially they were not called to the Ramsey home, but did not want to comment on how any of the evidence was collected, which I just thought was fucking rich. He was like, 
No, I don't. I don't want to comment on that. I was like, yeah, I bet you fucking don't. Like, no, it's okay. I'd actually like rather not talk about that. <laughs> Can we not talk about the way that things weren't done right? But I get it. He wasn't a part of that initial investigative team. So it's not like his fault that anything happened. And I'm sure he would probably get some grief from he can't comment. commenting he, on yeah. things he wasn't he involved can't comment in. comment on that. But there were plenty of investigative mistakes that were called out like pretty early on. So... The Boulder Police Department chief, who is Tom Copey at the time, states that he would have done it all differently if they could have done it over again. I think that's easy to say. I hope so. He also says that he thought they responded really well and actually pretty accurately for what they initially thought they were coming up to. So I do get that. The police at this time, while they can be scrutinized with a 2020 lens of hindsight, did not have all of this context or information. They really thought it was a kidnapping with a ransom note that's all they knew and a very bizarre one oh oh my gosh so bizarre so the key of where all of this goes wrong is when it goes from kidnapping to the murder so ron walker that former fbi supervisor the fbi is no longer in charge once it's deemed not a kidnapping case so by the time the fbi gets there they're told they're no longer in charge because john benet's body was found before the FBI got there. And obviously when the body was found, that's when it goes from kidnapping to murder that that'll do it. Mm -hmm. So Ron then explains in this interview that he offered any resources he could help in the investigation, like even upon arrival and they were all declined. They were turned away. Um, Sometimes there's a pissing contest of like, no, I want to, I want to solve it. Mm." Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of big egos in that room, I'm sure. And there's a lot of whose dick's bigger. And Right. And sometimes, which I am not sure what it was here, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say as more than possible that it could have just been they thought they had it handled. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly they didn't, but maybe they really did. And maybe it wasn't to be a dick, but... And because sometimes too many hands in the pot does more damage than good. And so instead of opening it up to anybody who wants to help out it's like all right let's keep this in-house for now let's see what we can do right and i understand the consolidation efforts and any of that just having confidence in your own capability to do your job i think would hopefully have most people be like no i got it handled and your confidence in your team right and i think something here that should be noted is having confidence in yourself and your team is important in these situations but going forward something to learn from it hopefully is if you feel like you can't handle it with just you and two of your coworkers, you probably need help and it's okay and ask for that you should especially when it has to do with the well-being and literal case dependency of like a child like any murder any murder but a child murder like let's just swallow our pride a little bit here and you know hold hands while we work together i think we're fine So, sorry, that is honestly just me being frustrated because they send the FBI away for a whole fucking day. So, Ron, this former FBI supervisor, says that if it was up to him and knowing what he knows now, obviously, he would have had all of his agents on neighbor doors. Like, he was like, yeah, they could take care of the house. But if I knew it was going to turn out the way it did, I would have had people asking questions. I would have had people circling the neighborhood because maybe they don't need any help with the house. But you can always get more help with an investigation. There's always more to learn. Mm-hmm. You can canvas the area. Right. So it's always easy to say coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know. But 
I think that's important to note that they were thinking of the crime outside of the home as well, which I don't think the Boulder PD was yet. They didn't even look out outside the home. They didn't even walk outside the home. <laughs> like they didn't even like walk around it. So all of that to say it is not the police's fault that they are not as well trained in investigations as the Federal Bureau of Investigations. That True. is fine with me. But that's where I'm like, okay, just fucking ask them to stay then. They're the Federal Bureau of Investigations. They they have the gold standard on the investigations. Why can't we just fucking let them stay? And also at this point, too, we don't know if this is a one-off or if this is like a serial offender who is now just, what, like hunting kids? I mean... Right, at Christmas time. How do you even wrap your head around that, you know? I mean, and I think there's credit in that there's really nothing like it since Yeah, that it was... I don't know. We we just don't. So it's a lot of frustration. But don't worry. The FBI was called back the next fucking day because they couldn't handle their shit. And they needed help, which is okay. Again, it's fine. It doesn't make them bad at their jobs or bad people. It just means sometimes the accident calls for more cleanup than you thought. Yeah. It's okay. So the day without the FBI, crucial mistakes are made, though. Like, let's not... Let's not beat around the bush. Them leaving was really bad for this investigation. Neighbors aren't questioned. Searches aren't done. Witnesses aren't interviewed. The Boulder PD chief said they didn't interview the parents or the family at the time. What? Uh Uh-huh. And don't, don't get me wrong. Actually, Patsy and John both were very forthcoming with many things. Not with everything, which we'll find out. But at the beginning... They went down to the station on the 26th or no, I think it was the 27th and the 28th. They gave DNA samples, hair, blood, like anything they could to be like, here's my DNA. I don't know how this will help, but here, take it. Like, this is what happened. Yeah, but of course you're going to find a shit ton of it. Right. It's my house. <laughs> I live there. It'd be more concerning if they didn't find any of their DNA there. Oh my gosh, that actually probably would have resulted in a conviction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yes. So... It is interesting there, but Ron actually disagreed that the parents should have been interviewed that first day. Um, I am not trained in investigation, naturally. You guys know that. But I have a few things on my perspective with how I sort of encode this and process it. One, like I said earlier, I trust the Federal Bureau of Investigations because their whole shit is investigations. Like, that's their whole shit. Um The Boulder PD could have been right, though, if the parents were not involved. And that's a big fat if, and that's not anything they could have known at the time. So it was a bit of an oversight. But if they truly were just two parents in grief, you're not going to get anything useful out of that interview. Mm -mm. You're just going to be consoling two sobbing adults. At the same time, though, it is crucial in those first few hours to see what they can remember of the last like 24 right and you know in that sense it's important to do whatever you can right away but I also get the idea that like we always say there is only so much so much of a resource to go around there are Mm -hmm. only so many police officers to go around to do all of this work and if it's not going to be a helpful interview are you wasting man hours and you know that precious time digging down a hole that doesn't matter or you know Ron who was that FBI supervisor he says 
he would have immediately taken both of them downtown to question them. And though he understands it's traumatic, you should be trained in trauma-informed interviews and how to handle people like that to make it as sensitive as possible, but while still getting an idea of what's happened. Right. You still need to probe and you still need to, unfortunately, take advantage of that crucial time where it's fresh and not so many other things have happened now. Right. And you can't ask them a week later. Yeah, what were you wearing that day? Because if you ask me even what I did three days ago, I'm not going to have a good picture for you. No, no idea. Three day, Not unless I have my phone and texts out where mm-hmm. I'm like telling people, oh, well, well, I'm making dinner. Oh, mm-hmm. I guess I was making dinner then. Must have been. <laughs> Probably. And actually, John and Patsy agree with this. They wish they were interviewed the day of, which mm. is... An interesting take, I think, even after they know they're suspects, that they're like, yes, why didn't you fucking question us the day of this? Wouldn't you say that, though? I would, absolutely. If you did it, though, would you be like, yeah, why didn't they ask me questions? Hit me. Yes and no. And we'll get into that a little bit with all of these pissing contests. But they do believe that if they had been interviewed that day, their reputations would have been better protected because Mm -hmm. there would have been a more accurate cue of what they already knew that day. Okay. So I do kind of agree with that as like a, this would have been a good CYA for me if you would have just asked me some fucking questions and put it on record. <laughs> like, right. But also, yeah, if I'm guilty, of course I'm going to be, why didn't, I would have been so compliant. What do you mean? Like, it's not that right. hard. Right. So taking all of this with a grain of salt, and I say this because, again, it might be standard for FBI agents who are literally the country's trained investigators, but maybe not for Boulder PD. I'm not sure what their invas- like investigative capabilities were at this time, like what other crimes they had been able to successfully clear, and I, I don't want to say solve, but, you know, work on bringing justice to. And... Personally, my issue with this is less to do with how the Boulder PD handled everything, though it sure wasn't fucking good. But my problem is more to do with how intense the jurisdiction laws are and how quickly they can cut out people that are supposed to be there to help. If the FBI hadn't been sent home, we might know a killer already. We might have a totally different story on our hands. And I'm not saying that we would. Mm -hmm. We can't know what didn't happen. But... I also think that if the FBI had been there, we have more manpower. We have more people that are able to spread out and search an area. It's just more resources to go around. Right. And not for nothing, we pay with our taxes for these people to be trained in investigations to help when shit like this hits the fan. Mm -hmm. I would hope that they're being paid to do the thing that they're being paid to do. And jurisdictions kind of step on those toes sometimes because I'm sorry that it only happened in one state or that you thought it was a kidnapping and now it's a murder, but they're trained to look into that. They're trained to know and sending them away just wastes the money and the resources and the education we give those people Mm -hmm. and time that we can't get back. So the Boulder police department, um, took their sweet ass time with a lot of things. And part of the reason that I want evidence to be its own separate episode in this series is that it takes them over a year to even just request the fucking clothing that the Ramses were wearing the day of. Are you shitting me? Over a year to just be like, hey, can I have that shirt you had on when you carried your daughter upstairs? Oh, you mean like the one that you've probably washed and worn 
Since then? A multitude of times. Yeah. Or if you haven't, because it's the last thing you wore when you saw your dead fucking daughter. Um, oh, let's hope you didn't throw it away. Mm-hmm. Or donate. You probably wouldn't donate that shit. But, you know, let's hope you still have it. Right. And they were in an interview quoted as being like, hey, I don't even remember what fucking clothes I was wearing. Do you know? Like, Yeah, like my child was found dead dead in my home. No, I don't remember like my if my socks matched or if I was wearing my pink robe or the blue one. Right. Who gives a rat's ass like your kid's dead. You're not going to give a shit about that. So we start here with the war and this is where it goes. Ramsey's versus the police. (laughs) And it happens two days after the body is found. And this whole mess is just fucking insane. So the Ramseys versus the police really starts with John Bonet's memorial service. The Ramseys, from accounts of their life, have been described as religious, though as someone who has grown up with religion, they didn't sound particularly extra religious. They just seemed like people who had a regular faith life. Um, And I do believe they were Christian, but... I don't know if they were a specific sect like Lutheran or, you know, Presbyterian, Mm -hmm. anything like that. No idea. But this memorial service is supposed to be happening on the 28th. So two days after John Bonet is found dead and the Ramseys held this memorial service at their church and they tell the police that they want to take John Bonet's body back to Atlanta, Georgia to give her a proper burial. I believe that I said earlier they do have like familial roots in Georgia. So that's where they wanted the whole family to be buried eventually. I'm not sure if John's other daughter is buried here, but Mm. there's a good chance. Just, you know, based off of how much emphasis they give to like they wanted this to be her resting place. And they wanted the family to be together. Right. Yeah. So... They wanted to bring her back to Atlanta, Georgia for a burial. And this is where the first blow comes to the Ramses, which is that the police did not want her body moved at all, which I get mm-hmm. from a logical perspective, from someone who studied criminal justice, who understands the chain of evidence and trying to maintain the integrity of all of that. I really understand not wanting that to be released, but it does not sound like they communicated that properly at all. And so it was just like, fuck, no, we're not doing that. And as a human, as a human who just lost their six year old, you might want to be a little bit kinder than that. And, you know, that's not a direct quote. Nobody said, fuck, no, we're not doing that. But that seemed to be the vibe that they picked up from this denial. Right. And also, as the parents, you're not I mean, of course, you want justice for your your child but at the same time you're not necessarily maybe concerning yourself with that piece of it right now you want to bury your child like you're not worried about well what do you mean you don't want her moved yet like this is what i'm saying we're doing this is like she needs to be laid to rest and depending on their religious beliefs that can affect like her ability to get into whatever afterlife that they believe in or things like that all matter And so what was really interesting to me in this and watching some of the interviews of the Ramseys talking about this specific event is that they kept putting such an emphasis on a proper burial. And now, again, I'm religious. I was even raised in the Christian faith umbrella. I don't think that crime scenes interfere with a proper Christian burial, but clearly... 
you know, the hold on the body really gave them some grief over what was going to happen with this burial. Well, and regardless, even if they didn't want to bury her somewhere else, they just want to bury her, period. They want her to not be poked and prodded anymore. And she clearly had enough of that before she passed. And then also, since she's passed, everything is, you know, they're going over her her little six-year-old body with, like, magnifying glasses. And, like, an autopsy is honestly disgusting. Yeah, oh, it's nasty. And all of the, you know, the testing and all the things that they would have had to photograph in her little body. Just, like, leave her alone. Let her rest. Let her finally be. And I think that was also part of it. There's still, 26 years later no resolution there's no peace there's no closure and at least a burial is a punctuation mark you know and Mm -hmm. I can imagine in their brain that's all they wanted was just one thing finally set in stone that wasn't a shit show or to have a place that they could go and visit with her to mourn her there there's something symbolic about the headstone and and everything like I don't know agreed and so They really did not take this well. And the police said, you know what? We want to hold that body until you agree to do an interview. So, of course, they're like, fucking yes, let's do an interview. But um, don't hold your breath. So John and Patsy ended their initial statement on how much they hated the fact that they couldn't give their daughter a proper burial with the fact that they thought it was cruel and barbaric. So... The Ramseys naturally go on the offense. They got an attorney, which I think any reasonable person would in this scenario. Or let me say this. I would advise any of my friends in this scenario to do the same thing because I think that is logical and reasonable. If you know that you're being looked at as a potential suspect in your six-year-old's murder, that is not really something that I would think I could maintain my composure and integrity with without some sort of advice or acknowledgement from another counsel like guiding me you also don't know legal lingo right so that's the other thing I think anytime a court's involved get yourself a lawyer if you can afford it because they went to school to navigate that system period especially if you are considered a suspect that seems like a very shrewd idea I think another piece of it, too, is one of the major barriers to people getting defense attorneys is the cost of that because they are very expensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, He wasn't really like hurting for money. So no. And they actually put together a good team. They like they got some of the best attorneys they could find. They got their own investigator like they they fully just said, fuck it. We're on our own. Like the Johnny Depp team. Yes. (laughs) yes and so this puts them on the offense where they're like okay so what you're not going to give me my daughter's body unless I tell you what you already know in your notes from the day it happened which may or may not have been true because the day it happened it didn't seem like a lot of investigative practices happened the way they normally should right but um the Ramses then have those attorneys that they hire The police are practically begging to get an interview with them now, which is just fucking annoying because they had every opportunity 
Hmm. Especially like while they were there the whole day, the Ramses had to go into the police department to give more DNA. I think they had to go in two more times. So they have seen them at least three separate times. One of which for hours and hours and hours on end, which again, I already said, if these, you know, poor grieving parents were really at their wits ends, I don't know how conducive it would have been to try to do an interview, but we don't know because they didn't try. Right. And the police are now just like fucking get me an interview. So instead of giving the police an interview, John and Patsy go on CNN. Oh, shit. Yes. So I don't fucking know why they just have stopped like trying with the police. I feel like they gave up real fast, but I so feel like they gave up. It sounds like they sort of gave up with the law enforcement investigators mm-hmm. and they're kind of maybe trying to appeal more to like the public who is also going to have a strong opinion on whether or not they did it because now they're they're getting the sense that the police think they did it and it's like maybe they want the public opinion on their side and so this is them right. grasping at straws for that well there's that and then also unfortunately if that is their plan people then use this as an excuse to scrutinize and criticize every single word they say and move they make because my God, if you're doing that, you must not be sad that your six-year-old's dead or you're too sad. That's not okay either. Mm. And it's just such a double-edged sword of trying to get it out there to get that perspective and to spread word. You know, maybe somebody saw something that wasn't around to be questioned and they're just like, please, just if you see it, like say something. You don't know, but it did not work out well for them because this only pissed off the police officers more. You know, like, please, we need an interview. And you're like, no, hey, CNN, how the hell are you? Well, right. And I would hope that they would have, like, consulted their attorney before they went on to make sure that what they said was even appropriate because maybe all the police had was maybe something that wasn't released to the public yet. Right. And that was maybe something that they could use. And if the Ramseys just went on and announced that, well, then that's gone now, too. And they they weren't off to a great start. No. And I will say this. One thing about this whole case, and still to date, is kind of a concern with it, is how much is not released to the public. And you, you mentioned something earlier about not knowing if John Bonet was killed in the room that she was found or not. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that. I think she was because the autopsy had revealed that her initial cause of death was asphyxiation. So it's not like there would have been a lot of blood or anything to cover up. So I don't think there would really be a need for a secondary location. But we don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen anything on it. And you see my sources. I read a lot on it. So yes, um, there are a lot of things like that. And they were keeping that from the Ramseys too, which is actually kind of nice and refreshing because they just, anything that they released that they knew of that might help with a theory or investigating further in police terms, you know what I mean? They all had to come to an agreement if the Ramseys were going to be let known. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I liked that. But John Ramsey did at one point say 100% of the time police look at the parents and he said he understands that, but he doesn't understand why they stopped looking past the parents. Mm. And I kind of agree with him on that. I mean, they really said we need to know what's happening here. And that's true. They do. But you don't need to put 100% of your efforts into scheduling an interview. Put 10% of your efforts into scheduling an interview, maybe more than that, whatever. 
But then diversify a little. See who else is around. Talk to other people. Figure out the other motives. Because I guarantee you, if they had looked around far enough to get into the pageantry scene, they would have seen some shady-ass characters. Not only that, but also let's look at that work party that happened just a couple of days ago. Right. Or the parade that John Bonet was in less than three weeks prior to it, where a bunch of people saw this little girl pageant face. And she's beautiful, and she's gaining popularity yes in that realm that honestly let's be real though like there are people that enjoy it because they think it's an art or whatever entertainment and then there's fucking pervs who watch that to yep. be pervs because asshats will asshat we've talked about this asshats will asshats and douche canoes will douche canoes and if there is a free opportunity to watch beautiful young children parade themselves around like adults like adults to adult themes to adult content and ask to be watched and judged on it which is kind of what you're doing when you enter a pageant Mm -hmm. it i think in some way and this is twisted and i don't agree with it i think in some way it kind of turns that in your head to being like oh they want that and Mm -hmm. then it makes it more approachable for people who have bad intentions to come it's also accessible because it's like it's open to the public these are things that people can go and see and you can call it whatever you want but if you have terrible intentions you have terrible intentions that just is what it is and you're probably going to use the resources you have at your disposal and that's a lot safer than saving it to your computer where the police can find it well yeah i mean seriously so i feel like there's just a lot of negligence here police work wise during this time and i mentioned the investigation on the day of did make me want to pull my hair out this makes me want to pull my hair out more because at least on the day of the investigation, they were doing things. They were searching the house. They called the FBI. They told the FBI they could go. They were, you know, trying to collect evidence, take photos, do the whole nine. But here, it just kind of fucking stops. They're like, okay, the last thing that we need to do is interview the Ramses before we can move on. But I don't think that's true. You can continue to move on with the other leads you have and still need to interview them. You could have grabbed the clothes. Yep. And this time. Yeah. And so at this point in time, we're introduced to Alex Hunter, who's the Boulder DA. Okay. So the district attorney for Boulder, Colorado, where obviously all of this is taking place. And he says that he would have also, this is funny. He also said that he would advise anyone in this situation to get a lawyer because that's savvy to do. And he said he came to the case with 25 years of experience at this point. But in that 25 years, he had never seen anything like it. So he, and I actually, I respect this a lot. There are plenty of places I think that he stumbled. There were plenty of bumps in the road for him as well. But he said because he had never seen anything like it and because he was so drained, like this is a hard fucking case to talk about 26 years later. Mm -hmm. Imagine being the guy responsible for figuring out who did it the same year. Mm -hmm. Like he was drained. So he was like, I'm feeling kind of emotionally unwell, but I'm very invested in this and I think I can keep myself neutral. But in order to ensure that I maintain my objectivity, I'm going to put together a team of DAs, which Mm -hmm. I thought was so good. And I really enjoy just kind of a refreshing take that like, no, you can't do all of this yourself. You can't handle it alone. And having multiple people makes your case stronger and can help you see things you otherwise might have missed. 
Something, though, that I did think was kind of fun is this task force of DAs did include Dave Thomas, um, who is of Jefferson County, but also included Barry Shack and Dr. Henry Lee from the O.J. Simpson trials. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So anyway, it's a it's a big team. They've got good people on it. So that's the DA team. He's got quite a few different DAs. He's got himself with 25 years of experience. They've got, you know, big case lawyers, the whole nine. Then we go on to the Ramseys team. So the Ramseys have now upped from like an attorney or two to a full-blown fucking team of people. I feel like they'd be equally matched or out or have outmatched the DAs and just in terms of like funding available. Oh, yes. Are you kidding? Yes. So the Ramsey's lawyers, they included Haddon, Morgan, and Foreman, which is, from what I have read, I guess, a pretty reputable law firm from Colorado. And it includes, actually, one of them is a top-tier white-collar crime attorney, which I thought was really interesting. Very interesting, because this is a not a white-collar crime case. Indeed. But, I mean, I also get that you're going to ask around who people like, and if he was and a higher up in a white collar company that's probably the people that are rec- like getting recommended mm-hmm. but in the same breath it was it's a very interesting thing to note they also get their own private investigators media relations consultants and take out ads offering a hundred grand for rewards for anybody who can help damn which is a lot of money <laughs> and so they publish portions of the ransom letter in newspapers Ooh. Yes. And they like ask people if know the handwriting and the whole thing. And then they start a website. They start a hotline. They are doing everything to raise as much attention to this case as possible. And while I think that is their due diligence and it is shrewd for them to do not only to sort of build their own case because clearly one's being built against them, but also it's stupid as shit. There's a reason that certain things are left out and there's a reason that certain things don't get released to the public. And it's because if you're doing handwriting analysis and you're publishing it in the fucking newspaper, the guy who wrote it knows to change up his font next time he puts a pen to paper. And I wonder if like when the Ramseys went on CNN. So like, is this before or after that? This is after they went on CNN. I wonder if the Ramseys like debuted that too. Right. Imagine what a what a gold mine that would have been for CNN yes. to have been the first to have shown that too. So, I mean, certainly they are doing their best to get attention. Yes. But again, depending... They don't even have to try. They haven't. Oh, they certainly do. And they're trying, which means it's exponentially, you know, yes, climbing. And at this point, keep in mind, the police are still like, give us a fucking interview. They're doing all of these things on their own, and the police still have not gotten a formal interview with the Ramses. So they are wasting no time, and they don't give a fuck about how much time it takes them to get this interview now. So they have their attorneys lay out conditions, and the attorneys come back and meet the police with that the Ramses can be interviewed, but it will not last for more than two hours. It will have to take place at a certain office, and... The Ramseys will be interviewed together, not separately, and also present will be their attorneys, the private investigators, and Patsy's doctor. What? Yes. They're like negotiating an interview with you the police. You don't negotiate that. Well, they do. And the police said, uh-huh, fuck, nope. It's a big fat no from them. So. You don't just present this list and say, um, this is our offer. 
Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't fucking Shark Tank. <laughs> oh, but it is. <laughs> Are you in? <laughs> like, no, I'm out. So there go January, February, and March. Still not a fucking interview. Wow. And to our knowledge, nothing from the police department on what they're doing. And this is why I say gross negligence. They could have been doing things. I don't know. In fact, I assume they probably were doing some things behind the scenes. And that's okay. But three months without a word from the parents, without without giving any other steps that you're taking as proof that you're taking steps to get this figured out, that's kind of a big fucking deal. And at this point, are they living in the Colorado home or have they now relocated to their Michigan home just to stay away? It sounds like from the press releases and now I don't have a ton of information about all of their travel at this time because there was a lot of it. There was a lot, but it sounds like from the press releases, they were kind of back and forth, which makes me think they probably spent some time in the Michigan home, but also they probably spent some time in Georgia if they have family there. Right. So it kind of sounds like they're all over the place. And if you remember, they have a private fucking jet, so it's not like they just, you know, name their place. What makes me laugh about all of this is in other cases where people are flying, there's set schedules. Like there's no like Southwest flight number 1718 to look up, you know, nothing like that. Yeah, there's no way that they can schedule that and be prepared for that. Or figure it out without direct compliance from the Ramses. Right. And that's the other part of it. So we finally get to April and Alex Hunter, the DA, then decides that he needs to get the interview, which he should. He needs it. It's four months later. Uh, yeah. Like we said, I can't remember what I ate for dinner three nights ago. How the fuck am I going to remember what happened four months ago on the day my kid was murdered? And like, I, you know, haven't talked about it formally with any investigators yet. And I do also just want to throw in an asterisk here, you guys. Trauma does impact memory very interestingly. And you don't always retain everything that people think you will. So if you look at psych and you look at some of the interviews that people will do immediately following big traumatic events, there's frequently chunks of time missing, pertinent details missing, and not because you weren't there and not because you don't think about them or because you're trying to hide them, but your brain is kind of at its max with encoding and it's only taking in as much as it can. And when there's too much, it just gets left out. And trauma by definition is when you're going through more than you're prepared to go through. And it's natural for things to get forgotten and for things to pop up later where you're like, holy shit, maybe that phone was blue. Like, that's, you yeah, know, that's random what I was shit like say that. Is it almost like you can, your memory can be jogged later because you consciously haven't had the opportunity yet to process that. Right. And something can just be brought out of you like that and spark that memory. And there's also a lot of evidence too in like false memories in the, right. in the idea that you tell yourself something happened so many times or someone tells you something happened this certain way. And now those neural pathways are formed. Now your memory quote unquote right. of it is this new falsified version of it. So it's really important to really like get one in the, in the beginning, get one a little bit later and cross reference. Yeah. And the other part of that too is if they had been interviewed that same day, 
you know what? You wouldn't have to ask what they were wearing. You can write it down. If they had been interviewed that same day, you don't have to ask, how are you feeling? You can see it on their face. And I'm not saying that all of the interviews are questions that are as surface level or as easy to pick up on as that. But when it's the details that go missing, if you get it early on, you have those details and you don't need to worry about them leaving. They also should have been video and audio recorded because there's a lot in your body posture and and body language that can give things away and of course that's not evidence but it might point you in the right direction okay they got really shy and turned inward toward themselves when we mentioned x right we need to look into x more maybe let's yeah shit like that x equals hot cocoa apparently yeah i'm so sorry you guys (laughs) my brain is fried but now i really want hot chocolate (laughs) Hot, hot chocolate I really want it. But nonetheless, we are in April and the DA, Alex Hunter, is like, we need these interviews. So the police accuse Hunter of doing unconventional and questionable things to get these interviews. So the so now the police are against the prosecutor? Yes. Okay. So this is what I mean. It's just like one big nutsack tea where they're like, who has the biggest balls? The police don't like the DA. The police don't like the Ramseys. The Ramseys don't like the police. The Ramseys like the DA because the DA doesn't like the police. And the fr- enemy of my enemy is my friend. But I also am not going to like you enough to sit with you to talk to you about Because anything. you're a prosecutor. Correct. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They're so just is- swinging dicks everywhere. It's so true. It's such a clusterfuck. And some people say that he did too much for the Ramseys, but he did actually talk with the, you know, panel of DAs that he had with him in that task force. And he did give up a piece of evidence for this interview. They made that trade. Like I said, when the Ramseys were given that evidence, it wasn't just like a one-off. It was reviewed. People were in on that decision. It was a joint decision. What evidence? Um, I'm going to get to that Ooh. right now. Ooh, hold on. Okay. We can probably take out where I asked you that, but let's also not pretend that this is like a bartering system that we have in here. <laughs> like, Yeah. That's the thing that's so fascinating to me is like day of, I guarantee even up to the 28th, I think up until that, like we think your suspects were keeping your daughter. I think the Ramseys would have been 100% like, yeah, let's talk. I think they would have been videoed. I think they would have let themselves get recorded. I don't think they would have given two shits until they were like, "Mm, we're going to keep your daughter until you do this for us. So, yes. So all of this insanity is going on and the DA does give up some evidence. So what he ends up actually giving up to the Ramsey's attorneys. So it wasn't directly released to the Ramsey's. And to be honest with you, I don't even know why this was evidence that they couldn't access but he gives up bank statements like the ramsey's bank statements to the ramsey's attorneys they could have gotten that though exactly and that's so odd to me because again this isn't like a tit for tat kind of thing (laughs) not at all and no one else in the history of policing and you know that's a broad statement but generally in case it did happen (laughs) exactly so nowhere else that we see on this scale can someone barter with the police for police interviewing questions 
I mean, you don't set conditions for your interview with the police. Granted, I think you should because there's a lot of ambiguity around what police can and can't do when investigating. Which, but like, what could the police do at this point? At, exactly. At to this get point, an interview out of them because at the end of the day, if they feel like their investigation is halted by this, is that ob- obstruction of evidence? Is that interfering with an investigation at this point with them not speaking with them what are the implications of this what can the police do about it right so i mean i don't know how that would have fallen i do think they could have used some of that to light a fire under the ramsey's ass but it doesn't seem like they did which is good so like i said the evidence that was given up was the bank statements of the Ramseys. And now I don't know if there was like a hold on the bank so that they couldn't get them. I really don't know why they wouldn't have just given it to their attorneys if they wanted. Right. But I suppose they had to do it. So the police accused the DA of doing too much like publicly. And now obviously that's not a good idea because they're supposed to be working together. I mean, in theory. In theory. So this was definitely a challenge for the county, but it was the biggest case of Alex Hunter's career, which I don't think in hindsight anything would have topped that in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, No. And I also, again, wouldn't switch places with any of these people. No. So by 1997, everybody's going a different way. The Ramses are trying to take on like a public investigation. The police are still trying to maintain some of the integrity that was lost during all of the initial investigation. And the DA is like, we just need any information that will help. This is like that standstill, um, like meme that Spider-Man one. Yes. Like all pointing at each other. And it's like, all right, guys, (laughs) all of them want the same thing, but they just refuse to fucking talk to each other. So finally, the Ramses are like, okay, We will do that interview with you. And they do it with the DA, but they do it with the DA's agreement that the police would not be involved. How do you? (laughs) What? Doesn't that make you want to scream? What in the hell? Right? And tell me they didn't abide by those terms. No, the DA totally agreed. No. He was like, to everything? Yeah. They got the evidence and the police were involved. In the interview. But what about the whole, like, we, my doctor needs to be present and my legal team needs no, to be present? No, that was shut down pretty okay, fast. thank Christ. To be fair, I, I don't know if that happened. I mean, maybe they could have sat in, but at this point, fuck it. I mean, bring whoever you want. The police aren't there. No one's there. This is just right. a conversation. Yes, literally. It's Is it an interview if it's just an, an interview? Why, why don't you just invite your friends over, too? You invited them over the day of the crime. Why no, let's you... get Fleet over here. Let's yeah. see what he remembers. Fleet, what are you doing? You there? Fleet. <laughs> so, Kobe, who is the Boulder Police Department chief at this time, he handles the media relationships well, I think, for the most part. Despite, um, you know, literally hating on the DA, who they're supposed to be working with. Yeah. Yeah. But for media relations, I do think he does well read the 78 page compilation of all the press releases that i read this case was kept pretty well under wraps from the media i mean even still there's plenty of evidence in there that i'm sure they found that we don't know about just because it's so specific they think only the killer would know right and they're right to keep that secret they should that's a important tactic you know 
So I think he handled this well. And he recounts a press conference that he had media people telling him they were going to help him get the Ramses. Like they were so known to be trying to suss out the Ramses that even the media was like, we got you. We're on your side. We're going to help you get them. And he at one point, like in this interview, someone says something like that where he's like, we're going to help you. Why aren't you talking to us? And he was just like, bruh, that's not how this works. You don't just decide someone's guilty and then everybody helps you pin it on them. You find out what happened and you hope that it's who you think it is because that means you're investigating well. So so the news media is saying this to the chief of police? No, the the chief of police is saying this to all of the news media. He's like you can't just like decide you're going to convict the Ramses with pictures and tabloids. Like, oh, right. But it's, it's the news going to the police saying, we'll help you do yes. this. Oh God. Isn't that nasty? Oh, well, isn't that how it runs today? I mean, it is, but it's, I don't think I could do that. That would drive me nuts. I know. Cause you and I are fucking normal. Yeah, that's fair. So <laughs> we think, I don't know. <laughs> it's all well, relative. <laughs> Yeah, we're also talking on hours about dead people, so. And dead kids. So, I mean, really, well, you know. So, maybe actually don't listen to us at all. You guys make your own calls, okay? (laughs) But you know what? Fuck it. You clicked it and you're still listening. So, I do think that Kobe handled that well. You know, even though the Ramseys were certainly a suspect and they weren't quiet about it, he was like, that's still not how this works. It does not matter if we like the guy for the profile that's not how it works. No, it needs to, it needs to be evidence and the evidence should point to the person, not you pick the person and find the evidence to convict them. Right. So I'm glad that he was able to articulate that even amidst all of this insanity. So now we go back to the police and the DA drama and they are granting like hundreds of media interviews to anyone who asks like at all. Like I'm pretty sure you could get like a random ragtag like, lizard king at aol.com <laughs> who was like i have a blog and i want an interview and they'd be like okay and at first i was like why the fuck are they doing that as long as you're not a cop <laughs> literally <laughs> but no the police too so they were both doing all of these and finally i got an explanation from an interview with alex hunter that da who says essentially the reason they did this was because of the reward money. The media outlets were getting leads that the police and the DA weren't even getting. Oh my God. Because the Ramseys are out there being like, help us find our daughter. We're on CNN. And then the police are like, give us the fucking tips, but nobody's giving it to the tips. So instead of saying, we're going to go on the news and encourage you to reach out to the authorities that can do something about this. We're just going to co- what, collect them ourselves or it coll- seems it have CNN and ABC and every other three letter corporation. Yeah. I mean, maybe they got their private investigators number up there. I don't know. But clearly, wherever they said to call with information was not the DA or the police. So the police are just kind of like they're giving interviews because those like Ooh, uh, mic drop questions are giving them leads they otherwise don't have. I wish the I wish the police could just like partner with CNN and just be like, if we give you these questions to ask them on air, they'll answer you. Yes, literally. <laughs> and I just felt so bad because I was like, all three of these different teams, the Ramseys, the DA and the police, they're all just trying to figure out what the fuck happened. 
And yes, there's bias and there's ego and there's ugly pride that's getting in the way of all of this. And there's dick size. And, oh, certainly. But it would have just been so much easier if people were talking to each other. Well, and that's why I think that they don't actually all want the same thing. Right. I think that just credits the whole thing about, okay, well, the Ramses must know. Even if they didn't do it, they know something. And I've got a lot of like yeah. very surface level conspiracy theories on that that I think we'll get into later. We sure will. But I also think that like it's just it's just kind of fishy. Like, it is. You, you really won't, but you'll go spouting off to somebody else. Or like the police. Okay. You couldn't get an interview, but the DA can. Why won't the DA share what happened? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if he did, but there are pieces of that that should be looked into more than they are. Right, but in the pursuit of justice, right. you should not be trying to barter agreements with no. this. You shouldn't be... Sl- no one should be slandering anybody in this. And if you feel that way behind closed doors, then that is what that is. But the door is closed. You're not getting paid but- to slander somebody's name that you don't have sufficient evidence to convict on a crime and professionalism needs to be maintained even in heinous crimes yes and the parents need to i don't know it's just like if you really thought it was botched already and they probably do right then like why are you just like furthering further delaying any kind of forward movement well and to this point this is honestly another place where my hair is in patches like I've just ripped it out because (laughs) if anybody here can listen to all of this bullshit and all of the pissing contest that's happening right now and you know whose balls are the biggest and who can solve this first there's no fucking respect for John Bonet Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just blatantly disrespectful to a dead six-year-old I think to make all of this investigation about who can do it and you know what's going to happen to me on the other side of it there's just right none yeah because it's isn't it all political isn't everything political and I know that you're going to get into I'm sure some of the like actual interviews that the Ramses did and how those were completely ripped apart but it's like that's what you get when you don't actually like right people know you didn't talk to the police and you'd rather get what like your 15 minutes about your kid dying if the police put out 78 fucking press release statements and half of them are like waiting on an interview with the ramses waiting on an interview with the ramses people know that you haven't talked and that's not going to look good and while investigations and the pursuit of truth and justice should not be about how things look it is a big part of the public outcry and it's a big part of how people perceive you and while it you know we've discussed it was a lose-lose situation they were damned if they did and damned if they didn't for anything at least do something that you think might be helpful if you're going to be damned anyway, like your kid's dead, you're not going to bring them back by not talking or having your attorney present when you talk. And at the very least, like, can you just be honest? Like the very least. Like that is like, that is, that is the bare minimum. And we know, especially like, let's look at the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, right? That had millions of viewers. It's like the world stopped spinning for those like several weeks that that was going on. The court of public opinion really fucking matters. It does. Look at Casey Anthony. Look at OJ Simpson. Look at these big ones that the media and the public had so much to say about. This is another one of those cases. It's true. Prominent people make prominent enemies. And I mean, Amber Hood, 
Amber Heard will never make another movie. No. And if she does, I sure as shit won't see it. Also, because she just was a shitty actress. Look at her. <laughs> but also, you took a shit on his fucking bed. She, she perched up there. And she took oh, a no. shit. And that got brought into court. Not the shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that story. You know, and all of those things. And the memes that came out of that. The, uh, the side stories. Everything. Like, the, the court of public opinion and what gets out there. Like, you know what I mean? It's just... Let's not pretend that that doesn't hold so much weight. Well, it's true. And this is what I'm about to say is entirely hypothetical. But hypothetically, let's say there was a cover up in the family that something happened to John Bonet, purposeful or not, and the parents helped cover it up. Currently, I am in that camp. So let's just throw that out there. Hypothetically, again, this is not confirmed. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> what if... You know, Fleet White knew this. Mm-hmm. The guy who helped search the house, the person whose party they were at when they dropped the kids back off home. He's like, so pissed his name's Fleet, he just had to act out. Right. So let's just pretend Fleet knows. Mm-hmm. He's in on it. He's like, okay, yeah, you guys are going to cover it up. I'll help. Like, sure. I'll be the guy who goes and finds the body with you. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically. Allegedly. And then all of this shit comes out. And you find out that the Ramses don't want to talk to the police and they are kind of evading interviews and they are in and out of the place. And what you thought might have been a really close friend of yours is now super evasive and fucking weird. And, you know, they had something to do with the death of a six year old. The court of public opinion says that guy better fucking believe you or he's going to the cops. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all know snitches get stitches, but. I'm just saying it has such a big influence on what could happen. Once again, any of that was hypothetical. If any of that is true, I don't know it. So I'll throw that out there. But just insane the way that people you trust and the way that people perceive you can entirely change the chain of events that happen. And clearly, people were not on the Ramsey side. People are still not on the Ramsey side. I don't even know if I'm on their side. But I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, knowing that looking into everything they do, I will always find something I believe is there. I'm Yeah, and looking at, I, I have to either find a silver lining, but I also have to look at everyone's position, everyone's right. motive, intention. I just have to, which is how I'm wired. I can't be like so hard on one side of it. I feel like the most likely thing with like what I know about it mm-hmm. is like she died accidentally. And they just had to whip something up to try to make it look like a thing. Yeah, something more, I don't know, violent. For a long time, I was in the camp that the brother had something to do with it. Uh, They had a history of some altercations and some fights and all of this. And I really thought that he might have accidentally hurt her and the parents were covering it up to protect him. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm still in that camp. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. But I also feel like at this point in time, learning all of the things I have and how botched all of this investigation is, I honestly don't even trust what I know <laughs> anymore. Well, right. And and I think there's something really heavy in the fact that, you know, there's this idea and we talked about it in the Angela Samata case too, where... Once you're accused, you're kind of always suspected. Now, I don't 
know for sure that I'm like, ah, yes, it was John Binet that did, right? Like, I can't say that. It was John with a candlestick in the living room. Right. Like, I cannot say that. I just, I'm purely grasping at straws, very surface level right now. Just think, like, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Right. Could probably change in the next episode. However, if he were to open a daycare tomorrow. (laughs) Sure as I'll not send your kid there. I'm not sending my kid there. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? So when you kind of look yeah. at it like that way ugh. yeah it's really there are real consequences to this shit and real life trajectory changes yes and so for that reason that's why i'm kind of like hesitant to say that i am fully in that camp or in another camp but that's where i was for a long time and as i've been reading more into this i'm like holy fuck there's just so many layers to peel back <laughs> i know i like can't really decide i just one thing just makes sense that's about it (laughs) It, literally so all we have right now is like the best of what we can think up you know so unprecedented actions are taken obviously this whole fucking thing is unprecedented but even more off the fucking handle shit keeps spiraling it's just one big fat snowball so One day, one of the commanders approaches DA Alex Hunter saying that they thought he broke into their computer. The computers are investigated. There's no sign of tampering. One of the police commanders. Like, the police and the DA are fucking at it. Hmm. (laughs) And when the computers do get investigated, they were like, the DA did fucking nothing. What are you talking about? And, you know, his office and employees. Right. So later... The DA was told that the police wanted to get their own lawyers, like their own prosecution lawyers, not the DA, which for those of you who don't know, if you're unfamiliar, the DA is the state prosecutor. That's why the police and the DA are usually so close on cases because police help with the evidence, knowing what the DA needs to see to get a conviction. And the DA relies on the police to get the evidence they need. Mm -hmm. Well, now (laughs) the police are like, fuck you. We want our own prosecutor. And that's just like, I don't know, not how it works. No, but he did. They get their own. And so Hunter's like, go fuck yourself. I'm getting my own detectives. So we have three fucking separate investigations. investigations. Oh, no. The Ramseys have their own attorneys and investigators. The DA is a DA who's a lawyer and had got his own investigator. And the police who are the investigators got their own attorneys. And I'd add a fourth one and say the news. Yep. News media in general. Yeah. Trying to get their own little tips and tricks and things in there. That being said, the uh, PI that the DA got, the private investigator that the district attorney got, um, was Detective... (laughs) Yes. Was Detective Lou Smith, who had a record of over 200 solved homicides. So he wasn't fucking around. He was like, I want to get someone who's going to help me with this. Oh my God, I'd love to get a drink with him. I know. He's dead. I was going to say, you out there? You want to hang? So four months later, after all of this occurred, we're in April. The Ramseys still have had not one interview with the police. John Ramsey says he met with the police on the 26th and the 27th. And the DA thought that the Ramseys were really interesting because all of the things they gave up to police very willingly were all of those physical evidence bits that would have been collected from the home anyway. Mm-hmm. So in his brain, that's like, a, well, they're going to get it already. They might as well make it look like they're helping out. 
they're not offering anything new. Right. So I think that might have been part of it. But also, once again, up until the 28th, I don't think that they had any idea that they were the suspects of this. So it could have been that they knew this evidence was already there and that it might just look good for them. But it also could have just been like, okay, help me find my daughter. Like, <laughs> So we move forward. So we get to April 30th, 1997. The Ramses have finally agreed to do an interview with the police. Jesus. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Nothing new comes out. Oh, good. Nothing that makes or breaks this case comes out. After months and months and months of haggling with fucking everybody under the fucking sun. Nice. To finally get an interview. To be like, cool. Checks. We'll just tell you all the things that you already knew. And we'll just like really like confirm that for you. (sighs) Thank you. So then we get to December of 1997, which, yes, a full fucking year goes by and nothing new is learned. Um we get to December 5th, 1997, a new police commander takes over. So this is Commander Mark Beckner and police request a second interview. After eight months of the first one not going anywhere, no one thought, hmm, maybe we should get a second. Oh my. Until badass Mark Beckner walks in there and he's like, no, we need more. So instead of actually doing the thing, they wait three more years between talking. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they didn't hesitate to go on the news again, right? Oh, I'm, I'm sure not. Yeah, yeah talk so, shows. And- that being said, even though the police don't speak with the Ramses about this in a formal interview for another three years, the DA does two subsequent interviews with the Ramses. Hmm. So the Ramses request the police are not involved. The DA is like, yeah, bro, we're in. We're good. Yeah. No, I don't like him either. So the relationship does improve with Commander Beckner, but it does clearly not mend immediately. And I don't believe it will ever mend fully. I mean, that I just I can't even wrap my head around the fact that they are literally just interfering with this investigation. It's so fucking insane. Isn't it? Oh, my God. So. After this, the DA goes literally on record and is like, the biggest flaw has been losing the amount of time that we've lost, which is true. Mm -hmm. If we know anything, it's that time deteriorates. It will deteriorate your evidence. It will deteriorate your paper trails. It will deteriorate the amount of witnesses you have available. Things happen. Life goes on and you still have to be on it. That's the job. That's what you have to do. And so I really appreciate the way that the DA Alex Hunter kind of talks about all of this, because he really, you can tell, he took it to heart. He cared. And he did everything, in my opinion, in his power to get as far as he could. He's the one that put together a team of people to remain neutral. He's the one who tried to work with the Ramses and the police. He's the one who said, mm, yeah, we can give you your bank statements. I don't think that fucking matters. Here's your bank statements. Like, he's trying to work and collaborate and people are just fucking shit up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that he was blameless and that he didn't make mistakes either. But I just really appreciate that he has a heavy heart when he talks about it. And you can tell. So now there's fucking resignations going on. And this is actually where I'm going to leave us today. Because I think oh. this is going to help us with the evidence. Like sort of following right up into that. But there are are so many differing sides of this case that people are resigning because of it. People are giving up their lifelong careers because of this case. And at the end of the day, 
a beautiful six-year-old girl is dead. Is dead. And... We're no closer. Nope. We're still right where we were. So, August of 1998, police investigator Steve Thomas is so sure that the Ramseys are guilty, he resigns. He's so convinced they're guilty, he resigns. But one fucking month later, or four weeks, or 30 days later. Take your pick, one of those. Lou Smith, the 200 solved homicide investigator that the DA got. He quits. He quits because he's so sure the Ramseys are innocent. Oh. What the fuck? No. (laughs) What the fuck? No. So people are quitting because the Ramseys are super guilty and super innocent. Oh, my God. So doesn't that fucking suck? <laughs> so this is where I'm going to leave you guys. I'm very let's, upset about this. <laughs> let's try to keep our head up. There's going to be more. Uh, it's interesting. It's fascinating. But you should know you might want to invest in some Rogaine because you are going to be pulling chunks out. It's Oh, my God. <laughs> plug for Rogaine. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Hire us. No. Um, <laughs> what did you just say? I said, Hire us. Rogaine plug. <laughs> I think that this is so heavy with emotion all around. Mm-hmm. I think the parents have to be distraught, even if they're responsible. Yeah. <laughs> that poor brother also has to be distraught that he was, what, 10 years old at the time? Yeah. And his family was, like, thrust into this national, like, boogeyman spot. Yep. And... Just you, like his sister, he's also being paraded around now, except on the news instead. And also, can we just take a second to like feel for this kid, empathize? My heart goes out to him, middle schoolers. He was going into middle school. Oh, you mean when people are actually the worst? Yes, when people are at their literal physical worst state in middle there school. There is no one worse than like a 14 year old girl. No. They are such assholes. They're assholes and they're scary and they know how to get you. John Mulaney said it best. He did. He was right. I am very sensitive about my feminine hips and (laughs) I don't need an eighth grader pointing it out. That's something I'm sensitive about. (laughs) I think about that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the family aside and then we look at all the investigators, police and the private investigators and everyone... What an awful thing to have to dig into and re-look at the photos of and talk about again and just like pour over page and page and page and about this get- terrible, horrible thing that they're no, nowhere closer to answers about. Nowhere near closer. And it's been at least a year for where we're at in this investigation. It takes them over three to fully investigate. And we still don't know anything four times her lifespan later i mean it's just like i if if i were any one of these people i don't think i'd sleep again i don't think i could and if i did i would have like the melatonin nightmares yep i just i don't know how you do anything with that you can't except apparently resign oh and you've got two reputable people who are saying I'm so sure of the exact opposite thing that I can't do this anymore. I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around that. That was, that was a heavy one. (laughs) Isn't that nuts? Terrible. But you see what I mean with like the pissing contests? 
I see what you mean when you were saying that it was going to be tough to like squeeze this into like only a few episodes. I think this is going to be several. Oh, yes, it is. Because it's this shit in every single corner of this case. There is not a place you can look where it's like neat and tidy and packed up. No. And everything that gets added, it's kind of like cooking in my brain where sometimes you can combine things, but you can't take them apart. Right. Like. You throw sugar into lemonade, the sugar's gone, the lemonade's sweet. You can't take the sugar back out once it's dissolved. Can't take the piss out of the pool. You get it. <laughs> but. You know, like those cooking things. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, but it's just like, what the fuck do you do with this? Because clearly it's lemonade. That doesn't come from the lake out there. There's extra shit in there. But you can't get them out. You just have to take it as it is with everything mixed together. And that's what this feels like. But everything mixed together isn't water and lemons and sugar. It's like murder and police and reputations and politics and egos. And, and dicks. Dicks. Dicks a lot. Dicks a lot. <laughs> Sir dicks a lot. What if people listen to this and they took a shot every time we made a like... Dick joke? Yeah, like some kind of reference to genitalia well i hope they take an extra big one for rasputin oh shit (laughs) and that preserved pickled penis and it was a sea cucumber guys you should listen to it but anyway um (laughs) just a wild time so that's why we're leaving that's terrible yeah i'm really sad i'm so sorry (laughs) but i think you told it really well i appreciate the the deeper dive and you definitely needed to split these up this is a lot it is all right you guys so unfortunately that was definitely our time but um stick around there's gonna be a whole hell of a lot more my stomach hurts next is evidence though and next we do get to talk about the ransom note oh my god i have so many opinions i am not gonna lie to you guys if the evidence turns out to be this many layers, that might be evidence part two, but it's certainly coming up next. I am so fucking excited about this ransom note. It is one of the few things that got me really into understanding profiling and why it matters. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm so excited. This is horrible. So I will leave us on a positive that there is something educational to look forward to in hopes that we do not ever have to relive this fucking tragedy again. Yes, this is horrible, but I want you to tell me everything. Okay, so maybe I'll just like <laughs> stop recording so they don't hear everything. Oh my God. Is that okay? Bitchy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they didn't send me pictures of their cat and they know how I feel about we it. We just want to boop the snoot. You guys, I'm not mad at you. It's a joke. But seriously, send the snoot. Yeah, that part isn't. Seriously. Okay, well, why don't we tell them where they can send it? All right. Well, you can send it where the sun don't shine. I was going to say, shove it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but if they wanted to email it to us, Abby, where would they email that? So they could for sure email us their thoughts, opinions on the case, things they want to see, questions they have, cats, pets, other fun things to abouttime4tc at gmail.com, which is A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E, numeric4tc at gmail.com. But... If they're not wordsy and they're like kind of want to keep it to a quick 140, where could they DM us on Instagram? So they would like go onto their cute little IG account and they would mm-hmm. go to like the cute little search bar. Ooh, love and that. they would type in about dot time dot four. Yes, the word for dot true dot crime dot 
pod. Damn, why not podcast? Because that shit was too long, man. <laughs> you guys, I don't think we could have done it if we had to say podcast at the end of that every Mm-mm. episode. It, it was a saving grace for us too. Thanks, Instagram. Truly. Thank you. Looking out for us. Well, thank you, Instagram. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, listeners. Thank for you. Hanging out with us. Rogaine. Oh, my God. And you're going to say like Rogan, like Seth Rogan. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Seth. Thank you. Was he really one of the writers on The Boys? Uh, I don't know if a writer, but he's certainly involved. He's either a writer or a producer or both. Okay. Like if I were in on the show and I got to choose like the person that I would play. Yeah. I would not have chosen that very small cameo that he had. That's because he's fabulous. I don't think I'd want to be like jerking it to like the very old <laughs> over there. Like Seth Rogen um, has an autobiography, I think. And his mom did the back cover of it. And she was like, I like this. I think you'll like it. I told him it could use a little less swear words. Like, Oh, my goodness. It's just very cute. So legit thank you to Seth Rogen. You always bring a smile to my face. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what, you guys? We got to go. That I think that was it. I got to. Yeah, that was yeah. it. You know what? I think even Seth Rogen would agree that that was about, about time, time for true crime. crime. <laughs> Goodbye, Bye, guys. you guys. Goodness, go do something.